Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Steve Ditko created Spider-Man, X-Men, the Fantastic Four, and the Avengers, timeless characters whose stories were retold in the modern day with the creation of the Ultimate Marvel Universe. Join us as we journey through My Ultimate Year. Hello and welcome to My Ultimate Year, the comic book reading club going through the entirety of the Marvel Ultimate Universe, one issue at a time. I'm Zach, your comic book journeyman, and I'm joined today by Charlotte, your comic book rainbow belt, who has waged war against My Ultimate Year uh, for her own podcast that she's starting, her own spinoff podcast. Um, it's really unclear, like, why exactly? She's uh she's waging war against this podcast or, or me specifically, but um she's ready to kill over it. So Charlotte, welcome to the show. Yeah, hi. Um, I'm unclear on it myself. Uh, I don't even have a name for for said podcast. But like, I, I just um I just want to create drama. I think I'm the drama. Is what we can learn <laughs> <laughs> from this. Uh, yeah. If, if the X Men comics we're about to talk to, if the characters just said like, "Lol, I love being dramatic." If those characters said that, like, once or twice per issue, it would have, like, kind of given them... It would have given more meaning to what happened in those comics. I mean, like, yeah. If, I don't if, know. If, I just like was being just dramatic. Like, I, ju I just want to create chaos. It would be like, okay, at least that's something. Like, <laughs> you're giving me I'm, something, at least. I'm just addicted to drama. Sorry. Like, that kind of tone would have made more sense <laughs> than perfect. what's happening. Okay, we're jumping right into... <laughs> just like, that's just Mr. Sinister in, in Modern Marvel, which... <laughs> Which is why I like. Yeah, sure, right. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, that would have been more fun. Yeah. Uh, so we are. Uh, this is our thirty-second episode of My Ultimate Year. We've got this and two more to go before things wrap up. And you this could is say that this of... is my anti-penultimate. Yeah. Haha. Mm, mm, no. No. Mm. Okay. You, you could say that. Yeah. You could definitely say that. <laughs> someone. Someone could say that. <laughs> Um, yes, it's, it's, uh, we're two away from the end, and this is, like, this is kind of the wrap-up, uh, chunk of these comics before, like, the end series, right? So, like, we are reading yeah. the end of the X-Men comics, the end of Ultimates, and the end of Spider-Man, the, like, rebooted versions, at least, that have been going for about, like, two and a half years in real time. Yeah, um, something like that. And, yeah, and we're moving into, like, Cataclysm, which I'm guessing is this last big event, and then we get, like, another weird little wrap-up of, like, 12 more issues of Ultimate, 12 more issues of Spider-Man, yeah. and six issues of something called Ultimate FF, which we talked about last episode. Um, so, yeah, it does feel, th this feels like uh, wrapping up stuff, kind of. Uh, like, X-Men does feel like it's wrapping largely. Ultimate feels like it's directing us into the next thing, rather than necessarily, like, putting a bow on stuff. So, like, it doesn't really feel like the end of an era yet. But it, uh, knowing that it's coming, it does kind of feel like it's setting the table for it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, curious, curious to uh, see where this goes, and, and looking forward to getting into this. Before we talk about the comics, if you want to support the show, you can go over to Patreon.com/slash/MyMarvelousYear. 
and get access to our uh, master spreadsheets for My Marvelous Year and My Ultimate Year, our Slack channel for five bucks, early access to this show or whatever we do after the show, um, which we'll probably announce soon. Maybe maybe yeah. next episode we'll talk about it and we can announce it um, once we get the, the fine details all hammered out. We're, we're mostly there. And uh, I already talked about it in the Slack, so if you give us $5 on Patreon, you can come in the Slack and I'll tell you in there. <laughs> um, and uh, and reviews on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thank you. Okay, Charlotte. Uh, so we read Ultimate Comic, Ultimate Comics X-Men 23 through 33. This is continuing the Utopia Reservation X thing moving. Uh, yeah, moving into more Utopia comics um, by Brian Wood. Um, pencils largely here by Mahmoud Osra, Osrar, and inks by Juan Velasco. And I got like three pages into this before I was like, hmm, who did colors on this? Is this Jordi Belair? Went back, it was Jordi Belair. Ooh, my favorite well colorist. I mean, it, she's she's probably the colorist that I could recognize just yeah. by like her style. I don't, I don't think there's any other colorist that I can just look at their work and be like, oh, is this a Jordi Belair? Um, She's incredible. I like love her work and it I, I don't even know how to describe what it is that she does. She just like she can layer such like depth into a comic just with her colors. Like there's a, a jungle scene here and it's just shades of green and kind of like simple drawings of leaves, but it feels like so um yeah, there, there's there's so much uh, like detail brought in just by her color choices. She's incredible. Um good uh, good writer too. I think works on a comic, a comic about witches called Redlands. I think she's writing on that with somebody else. Um, I can't remember exactly who, but there's an image comic series uh, that uh, that's really good, written by yeah. her. But yeah, she her colors on like this and Pretty Deadly and Manhattan Projects. I yeah, love her stuff. Um, anyway, so this is more Brian Wood, who we have been. <laughs> I don't know how, how have you felt. I've been mixed, but like mildly positive on Brian Wood, like. Maybe, like, frustrated in that, like, it's, like, it feels like it's so close to being good. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, no. I like, mean, it's, so it's, cl- it's also, like, from from stuff that we know is close to this and, like, widely succeeds. Whereas this kind of, at least to me, feels, for the most part, just kind of boring. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, yeah. I wasn't, um, I wasn't quite bored, exactly. Yeah. But, like, because it, it moves along okay. Like, he, he doesn't... He doesn't dump, like, too much text on the page that I feel, like, totally bogged down. Like, so it moves through, okay? So I'm not, like, I'm I'm not really feeling, like, <laughs> it's, like, a labor to read these comics. Yeah. It's nice. And then, like, he has, like, there's interesting ideas here. And, like, to the degree that which Hoxpox does just do this, but a million times better, like, it, it details keep coming up where I'm, like, oh, my God, like... Jonathan Hickman did kind of like straight steal this, like the sentient plant <laughs> that is protecting Utopia. I was like, this is I like mean, litigious. Yes, like Brian Wood should be suing. But that's Hickman also like from it. some other. It's not like it's not like uh, this comic invented the idea of a of a sentient plant protecting. No, uh, no, it's not. It's Newton just Browns. like yeah, I guess not. It, the, it's true. It's just uh, it's kind of it, it's yeah. very similar in tone. Yeah, also, yeah. Uh, Marvel writers cannot sue any one at marvel for taking their ideas because they don't own anything so yep um <laughs> yep. anyway yeah i mean that that comparison is like too close to not like constantly be thinking of the hickman era of x-men um and like 
you know, comparing this negatively to that. Um, I, I am I am kind of happy. Something we were, like, a little down on was that the Utopia thing felt, like, rushed through. And it was like, oh, it's done already? Like, we're going to have this whole big new era and this big idea, and then yeah. it's just going to be over already? And it, it's not. Like, it does continue. No. Which which does make me even ahead. more confused about the, the end of, like, the, <laughs> the last few issues we read from the from last totally. episode. Yeah. I don't know what was going on there. But, yeah, like, Utopia is still going, and, like, it's... It's an actual. They're trying to make it an actual nation. Like there, there's at least several dozens of them, I think. And like they, they actually have, thanks to the sentiency, they have um, ways to to grow plants. They're like they're creating kind of a mutant heaven, uh, which puts them at odds with uh, with Tian, which we've seen kind here of. and there in I the mean, like past. Yeah. Uh, I don't know even. Don't even know thirty. Yeah, 30 well, we issues. saw we saw like Farbird. Um, yeah. you know like scoping out utopia in the last arc uh and we didn't yeah. really know why and um by the end of this you still don't really know why <laughs> like which <laughs> we'll get into when we get into that that second part of the the arc here yeah. but um it is weirdly like we, there's two arcs here there's the um natural resources arc followed by the world war x arc and the natural resource arc is utopia exists and is becoming a thriving small nation for mutants and the american government doesn't want that Again. And so they wage war. <laughs> yeah, they wage war on Utopia. And then they that finishes. And then the second arc is Utopia is a little nation for mutants. And it is thriving. And Tien doesn't want that. And they wage war on that. And it's weirdly like just two arcs that do the same thing with just a different antagonist. Um, it's very yeah. strange that like it just treads the same ground two times. Um, it makes about as much sense like the motivations. The motivations for the U.S. government like it's generic and it's kind of like oh yeah it's just the government you know like conservative firebrands being like we don't want mutants in american soil so like let's stop them uh which is boring right there's like nothing there and it doesn't really characterize it well and it doesn't bring anything and new it's to been the done table. like even just in ultimates it's been done three times in the past two years <laughs> like yeah exactly right, like, the same yeah. thing that's been going for since even before the divided before united stands um, like the the only difference is that maybe now the mutants are kind of a like have more advantage, um, but yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's still the same story basically. Um, well, and then weirdly, like towards the end of this, you find out that a uh, imitation Psylocke, which I looked it up, I like it, at the end, it's revealed that this is not the real Psylocke. This is just yeah. a different mutant who has the like Psylocke's ability. She has like telekinetic abilities telepathy and whatever and it's just like taking on the name psylocke and pretending to be her but it's not her but we don't ever know who this is like, i mean i look up the wiki page yes it's not clear who uh, this person is yeah it's, it's that's just somebody true, but like, who like my thing is i don't know if brand would and i think that's might be true for the other writers of uh, like the main ultimate series if they knew exactly that they weren't going to get to to write more of this because like both this spider-man and Maybe to a lesser extent, Ultimates, uh, at least Iron Man does, uh, they all feel like there was supposed to be something next. Like, the, the series were supposed to keep going, and they just yeah, well, don't. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, I, 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 think I feel maybe like maybe think that, that would have more... been something for the next arc of X-Men, and that just never happened. Well, except this was in the first arc, and she dies at the end of the first arc. And then yeah. they get a whole other arc, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we just know that she's somebody who was, like, created by Mother Vine, and she's, like working for mother vine which is yeah. that thing I mean, she we was saw probably like shadow king of, or something like that's yeah i, I guess it's just you know. x-men villain 
it's also yeah. i mean not not that like government soldiers just attacking utopia is interesting it's even less interesting for than Psylocke's like hold over them to be broken and then all the soldiers to be like oh wait a minute i'm not a violent man let, let's <laughs> move out soldiers like <laughs> that kind of uh you know the only reason that there is a yeah and um, oh- like fascist uh kind of response to their their new nation yeah. is that they were being mind controlled as a very is, like silly and meaningless uh, yeah especially if of... you've read like ultimate x-men since any point in time um right yeah yeah exactly. and like it, it's also because there's a lot of stuff with the characters switching sides and you you qu- and like brian wood has a lot of faith in us to to think we can keep track of who's on whose side because most of those <laughs> well, characters the, are basically nobodies and i can't remember the, the who reason they are. The reason it doesn't work, you're 100% right. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, he switched. Wait, did he left? I don't remember him, like, switching side. Okay, yeah. I guess he was with uh, Nomi Bloom. I mean, even when Nomi Bloom switches back, I'm kind of like, why are you doing this? Yeah, cause like, because, she, like, she they... switches back to help during a fight, but then she, she stays around. I thought, like... <laughs> yeah, right. Thought, yeah. Thought it was it's, temporary well, the thing aliens. is, the motivations are so totally... Yeah. Like, it, it, missing, like... I. That that's one of the weird things about this comic is kind of it moves along and you kind of get what's like you you can understand what characters are actively doing you almost never understand why they are motivated by what they are doing yeah which like at least three or four times during each issue you will be like hey, why are they doing that that's kind of weird okay <laughs> why does everyone hate Kitty Pride like why is everyone treating her like she's the most yeah. arrogant like we haven't seen that we're not seeing. And we're not made to understand why everyone hates Kitty Pride. Like the and only reason is Mac Two is annoyed at her, but like that's uh, right. it. And then the also, other characters why, have no reason for not follow... liking Kitty. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. And why do people follow Mach Two? <laughs> Most of the, her followers are like, yeah, she's just a fourteen-year-old throwing a temper tantrum. But we gotta trust our leader. And I'm like, I don't know why you would. I don't even. Well, know Well, because her they don't like Kitty, Kitty, but I, we don't know why they don't like Kitty. <laughs> right, exactly. So it, it's just like. It, I I do think there are like in like I I still I really like the idea like of Utopia I think this kind of like proto hoxpox like Krakoa Island thing is interesting I think like some of the stuff they're doing the sentient seed stuff is fun I even maybe kind of like the the dual like mutant nations Tian versus Utopia and these like dueling things but there's no like ideologies like clashing there's no yeah you never feel like oh no like you understand like it's not a boulder or a snowball rolling down a hill like gathering yeah, momentum like he, and he's playing with interesting ideas but like the way in which in which they're explored feel very empty like there's not totally that empty. much behind them like especially yeah. the tian stuff like that was that felt kind of dire as to wh- why mm-hmm. <laughs> what's going on with jean gray why, why is she doing this since when is she a, a dictator well, and then, I mean, yes. Yeah, well, <laughs> I want to put a pin in that just for just a second. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, you're also right that, like, so much of this feels empty in that, like, like, he's still playing with, like, there's there's concentration camp, like, imagery being brought in here. And, you know, like, oppressed groups being, you know, like, literally oppressed by a, um, like, fascistic government. Um, yeah. But then at the same time, most of what they're upset by is that colossus like killed one of the prison guards and everyone's like that man's a murderer and it's like he yeah killed like the, prison the guys guard from in the mutant side i've said that he killed <laughs> like when he comes to utopia and they're like 
we're going to make a murderer our leader? And it's like, th- like that kind of, it, it just, it's very much like somebody who is not invested and who's never actually really thought about the yeah. reality behind, you know, the, the, the human reality behind what they're writing, you know? So like, the, if you're going to do this stuff, it has to have some kind of basis in like real humanity, right? Like if you're playing with stuff like this, right? Like if, if you want it to be impactful and it's, it's like so clear that there's so little thought here. Like it's just trying to slap Marvel, you know, like heroes don't kill that trope on top of something where you're also like, yeah, but you know, these kids were in a concentration camp for mutants and they killed one of their guards. And yeah. it's like, and no, like, I don't know how you could ever apply that to the real world. And for that same thing, like, yeah, like a bunch of Jews were escaping a, a concentration camp and they killed a German soldier on their way out. And, you know, we can't trust that guy anymore because <laughs> he's a yeah, murderer. Yeah, yeah, that's just, I mean, it, it's not quite yeah. the same because he's not entirely evoking like the Holocaust, but it's still closer to that than, uh, than it should be for, for being this kind of poorly thought out. So, um, and that's just kind of the tone throughout. It just feels like interesting ideas just with like a real lack of, um, like you just don't feel, okay, God, I, I'm really sorry that we're evoking Hawkspox so much here. (laughs) I I feel feel bad. It's just what, yeah, the comparison here is just way too close, but like, yeah. The 12 issues of House of X, Power of X that start out, and again, I am not going to spoil anything. Um, those 12 issues, they are, they require some, like, like a leap of faith that you are going to understand what's go- being put together there. Like, it does not hold your hand. It is building something, like, kind of big and new, and it is not, like, it does not explain it with exposition. Characters don't turn to the reader and tell you exactly what's happening. It's jumping all over the place, like... And introducing all these new elements and it like trusts that you will trust them to like carry you through this and gain like a full picture of what's going on because that full picture is really competently put together and really like thoughtfully put together. And you do feel like you, you are in good hands with that comic, right? And like by the end of it, you get this really good satisfying picture of everything that all kind of points back to one another. And and this is the opposite. Even if you don't get everything that's going on, you get like characters motivations you get why they're doing what they do for the most part like and you, if you don't you get, get that, that there you are, feel that there it's is an meaning be- behind the ideas that are shown to you which is not really mm-hmm. the case here yeah right yeah yeah exactly um it, like i feel bad i, I feel I, I don't know brian wood uh i should look up see if he's done anything more recently because like i think there's enough interesting stuff here like i i like some of this enough that i'm like i could see this guy like getting it together more <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah. to the point of like where, where you know this could be you know like i don't know how early this is in his his career but i could see this being like oh yeah you know like that guy wrote ultimate comics x-men and like never quite worked but you could see like the early bits of what he you know got yeah. better at later so like he's not somebody that i i like would dismiss because of this um yeah i'm looking I, at his uh his um marvel unlimited profile like he 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 yeah. before this he'd done some generation x and x-men stuff in the 2020s and then like after that he moved on to uh, he was doing some some uh, 616 x-men stuff at the same time oh oh he wrote dmz he wrote dmz and he wrote the massive like oh, okay <laughs> dmz is a very big uh vertigo series it went okay, for yeah. like <laughs> 70 80 issues or something so 72 issues yeah, yeah. Uh, and he did and a same with the massive night the massive in, uh, went for 2013 2014 yeah 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 so may- maybe his uh i always wanted to read dmz 
Yeah, DMC looked yeah. interesting. So maybe okay. maybe that's I mean that's pretty notable. I think that just got a TV show um on HBO like this year. Okay. So um okay. So yeah, I, I oh oh yeah, let's talk about the second <laughs> the yeah. second half of this. Do you want to <laughs> yeah, do you want to do you want to talk about Jean Grey? I mean, okay, so for the past, I don't know, maybe 20 30 issues, we've seen like Jean Grey in the like mutant cities of Tian um like watching over what Kilpied and like the mut- American mutants are doing in uh, in America and then being oppressed by by the government and stuff like that and like she like she's portrayed as having kind of nefarious intentions like she she seems to be a threat but like that's not based on everything we've seen of her so far like that's she she's never been that and like just out of out of sudden she she's in Tian and she she's now a threat apparently and here she apparently in the meantime she's become the dictator of Tian ruling over the the, the twin cities with an iron fist and she's just uh, like a religious fanatic of Tian something like that except that you never find out like what that means it doesn't yeah. mean anything except that she's like this is a holy city and it's like okay what do you mean <laughs> What does that mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, because like it's, tell me it's from that. the Jonathan Hickman's Ultimate. So I think Ultimate Hawkeye, where like we we saw the the Twin Cities and Zone and Zone uh, being the like the leaders of of um, of Tian, mm-hmm. but like they yes they have a mystical I guess aura to them. Um, they they seem to be like political leaders, but also spiritual leaders for for the people behind them. But, like there's no. There's not really a detail or like uh, the feeling that there's an actual organized religion behind that. So like the the the, the, the people behind them are fanatic in some way. Like they they believe in them because of what they've done for them. But now Jim uh-huh. Ray is just yeah, like I mean, the, e- the evil pope, <laughs> I guess. <of> Tian. <laughs> the the evil pope. That's a misnomer. Uh, hey, uh... <laughs> a, no, that's not the word I meant to say. That's a <laughs> um, redundant to say. That's a, uh, no, yeah, the pope seems a, What's fine. the word? I don't know why. <laughs> I have nothing against the Pope. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, all Catholics out there. Just, sorry, uh, came out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry to the priest who's in our Slack who's definitely listening. Uh, <laughs> shout outs to Johannes. <laughs> um uh God, that uh, that totally derailed my brain. Yeah, no, the Je- Jean Grey's like Jean Grey's fervor in which she attacks Utopia comes out of total left it, it I mean it's kind of like the the Reed Richards becoming the um the what's his name the 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 maker uh, the maker Isn't yeah, it like okay. reed richards has had a chip Except on his shoulder that, since the very beginning even in six right exactly it's yeah right it, it but it's very similar to that like she turns like full-on big bad guy where yeah. like storm is there like uh causing causing and, storms over tn yeah. and she's just like farbird kill her like it will be my pleasure to watch her die yeah, like, oh my god like and, and, and it's really not even like she, she's We're... possessed by the phoenix or in, anything. Like, there's no phoenix stuff in here whatsoever. At least not like phoenix force or like some, some something possessing her. She's just like, that's just Jean Grey. Like, we're supposed to think that's the same Jean Grey we've been following since Ultimate X-Men 1. Which is, no, mm-hmm. that that doesn't work. <laughs> you, can, you can do that. No. It... <laughs> you can't I mean, do you that. can, but like, you, you, you that, have to, 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 to work on it. You can just drop that uh, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it feels like just trying to like capture that like because yeah. like that's... onslaught or the maker kind of steez. Yeah. But like, know, like... I f- in theory, the idea of Jean Grey going bad and like actually Jean Grey going bad and not being like influenced by some other force—that's 
can be interesting. Like if that was what uh, sure. Ultimate Jean Grey, the way she turned bad, that would be interesting. But we, we don't see that. We just see, oh, no, now she's bad, apparently. Oh, yeah. I have no problem with, you know, like heel turns and like yeah. good guys becoming villains. I don't, I don't care. Like, you know, r- ruin all my toys. Um, th- That's totally fine by me. It just, you know, you have to build to it some way and not just like, yeah. I mean, people are largely like, you just don't like Kitty Pride, And it's like, okay, well. Even if that was the motivation, we don't know why. Why does why does no one like Kitty Pride? <laughs> she seems lovely. What did Kitty Pride do? <laughs> I know it's very strange. Because yeah, like fifteen issues ago, she was like the the mutant hero of rebellion. Like she was Luke Skywalker for mutants. That's and, and, and now it's literally she's like, just people being like, she just wants to be our leader, and it's like, yeah, yep, yeah, <laughs> yeah she does. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't understand the problem here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, I mean, it, it's again, like, Brian Wood is kind of, like, he's talking about power and leadership and pacifism and, you know, like, what being a nonviolent pacifist is, but also not really, you know, like, it, it feels like there's such a, you know, like, it's such a disconnect from anything real more than just kind of, yeah. like, evoking those words and those topics for, like, you know, some kind of, like, surface level significance rather than, um... Rather than like feeling like anything that you know is thought out or has has any kind of intent to it, so yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I would like it more. I, th- I think I would enjoy this more if it was stupider, right? Like if it wasn't <laughs> trying to like try to hit these lot, like trying to talk about these dueling ideologies and Kitty Pride's not always like wring her hands about like you know becoming a nonviolent pacifist and the compromises that you have to make and whatever, all that stuff. Like that stuff works so poorly that if it was just more black and white, like. Yeah. You know, so what you're saying just it, it, is each. you wish this had been written by Mark Miller? I mean, you know what? Like, it did remind <laughs> me of Mark Miller. Yeah. In the way that I was like, there's some really good ideas here that I like. And, like, they're just not taken, they're not grounded enough in, like, a serious... Like, I, I, I don't want to ever, like, accuse the writer of being like, they don't take it seriously. I mean, I do kind of with Mark Miller. Because like, you do feel <laughs> like Mark Miller doesn't take his own work seriously. Yeah. Like, he's so glib about throwing out stuff and i I don't get that feeling but i do get the same idea where it's just like cool ideas ideas that are good enough that i'm like interested and it's just like the 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 foundation behind them is just not strong enough to um to really elevate them even so this might have been the best comics we read uh today for me like these were the most Uh, enjoyable for me i think i think i still prefer spider-man but like i don't know it's and and also like we read we read 10 of those and like that was a lot <laughs> i'm gonna be honest <laughs> 10 <laughs> yeah, of I, these ultimate comics x-men that was a lot <laughs> you know what i mean the, here's the thing we're, we're about to talk ultimate comics iron man and ultimate comics ultimates yeah uh still can't laugh not laugh at that name uh and like those comics i ended up skimming especially iron man iron man i just gave up um yeah. and ultimates i kind of skimmed a little bit because there's just <laughs> so much text i didn't skim this we read 11 issues of yeah. this I read it no, all. I was I was like on board with it enough that I didn't actually like want to be skimming through it and just missing stuff because I was like I it, it is competently put together. It looks good. I think Mahmud Mahmud Asra. Yeah. Yeah, Mahmud Asra's art is really good. Um yeah. and I think that that helps a lot. Uh like very have you, um Have Stuart you read Eminem-ish, other comics like but, he, that he's uh, that he's drawn? No, I looked him up and it looks like he's like big on x-men stuff like he does yeah like he's done some some recent x-men i think like he's gotten way better since since this like this Mm, yeah this does having read some of these his other stuff this 
did feel like early early works of Mudasra. Mm. So yeah, I'm I think there. it is early work uh, yeah. for him really because his his career seemed like it really like yeah like he, started, he's a uh, he's a real good artist. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I uh, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it, it felt it felt like Stuart Imbinen, but not just trying to like exactly. Yeah. I think be Stuart Imbinen. My my only criticism would be like some of his character faces do look kind of alike. Like he they they gave sure. Kitty Pride yeah. a new haircut, and she looked in the first two issues. She just she looked exactly like Jean Grey. Um, and like mm-hmm. <laughs> good thing they gave a haircut to Jean Grey afterwards. So you could <laughs> well, they do have the different color hair at least. So, well, if you say that. so. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jean Grey has red hair and Kitty Pryde has brown hair. Classic. The colors look the same to you. To oh, me, you're color. You're colorblind. I forgot about. Yeah. That. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm, you're I'm not completely colorblind. Like the specifically the Jean's red hair and Kitty's brown hair look the same in those two, like first two issues. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. They they are to the uh, the color sighted. <laughs> I don't know what to call <laughs> uh, someone who's not colorblind, but yeah. um, they're pretty starkly different. So. Okay. Um, so this is your problem, not uh-huh. Mahmoud's. Um, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, good art. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that that it, it elevated these. If the art here was yeah. really, but actually, uh, if, you know, like, that's a little. The bit... first issue was a different artist, and I feel like if if that was the Burberry, same art for yeah. the for the all the issues, I would have been a bit disappointed. Yeah, I agree. That was is it Carlos Berberi. Berberi. Yeah, Carlos, you always have trouble with that person's name. <laughs> but I do not have trouble Bebele. with it. I pronounce it but it's just bad. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's the only time my French has. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever accidentally spoken French on the show before. What What did you just say? I missed. I it. said "je sais pas," which means I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I thought it's. Is it? I I know how to say that. I thought "je ne sais pas." Is that what you said? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but often, like, when we speak quickly, we don't say the no. We just say, I don't know. You just say, je sais pas. Mm. Yeah. Wait, doesn't that mean, I do know? No, uh, ne is the, is like the negative. It's like uh, the an apostrophe, uh, apostrophe t in don't. Right. So, doesn't say, je, je sais pas uh, yeah. mean, I do know? Um, but pas means, n- <laughs> it's weird, because pas also means not. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Gotcha. Like, I know oh, would be sense. just, je sais. Ah, okay. Because I, I, I actually say je ne sais pas, <laughs> like a fair amount <laughs> once in a while. I mean, it makes um, sense. It's like it's like saying I do not know in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Versus I don't know or something. Yeah. Um. Okay. That's about all I have to say about it. I, I think interesting. Yeah. I'm like, like again, I'd be uh, interested in reading more Brian Wood stuff. Although I did just pull up his Wikipedia page, and there is a tab here for sexual misconduct. So. Uh, well, never mind just, then. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not. Not. A, Hey, well, I didn't actually read it, so you know, maybe it's. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, yeah, who who knows? Uh, I'm not gonna dive into it live here on the episode, but I am seeing that now. Um, Ultimate Comics Iron Man one through four. Oof, some of the worst, some of the most like uh, yeah. unessential, Can... nothing of a comic we've yeah. ever read on the show. Uh, I read those yeah, like I... two hours ago. I can I can barely tell you what happened in them. Like it's, no, me neither. I, same. Imagine it's, what you imagine. Imagine what would be for you like a very basic Iron Man story. That's what this is like, and literally nothing more. It's just. I mean, it's kind of like Iron, Iron Man, Man Two, the movie, like turned into kinda, a really yeah. long, drawn out. It's just. It's a kind of a big nothing. That's the like. Yeah. Like you read this and you're like, oh, so why? Why were they like? You know what we got to do is a four issue Iron Man miniseries. Oh, why? Yeah. Well, like, so, we have to show him f- 
show that he uh, fights some nanobots. Oh, I, I don't even remember uh, the nanobots. <laughs> <laughs> I think like yeah, the the, in- ma- the general idea is that um, there's some weird firm called the Mandarin that's attacking Stark Industries' assets. I think, uh-huh. and yep. he's like going after them, trying to find who they are, what they're doing, and like they're tied to his father in some way. Um, mm-hmm. And that's basically it. Like, there's not much more to eat. J- Carol Danvers is here. Uh, J- mm-hmm. Jim Rhodes being here, sexually and very different being from like, the Mark literally sexually harassed by Tony Stark. Like, yeah. Oh my actual, God. Like, Tony Stark has never been more of a creep than in those issues. Yeah. Like, it's not even like cute flirting. It's it's just straight up like uh, yeah, it's, you know, professional it's sexual, sexual harassment. harassment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is uh, written by. Nathan Edmondson, uh, pencils by Matteo Buffani. Buffani. Yeah. I would say I think Co- the arts looked good. Yeah, uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think like maybe individual panels look okay. I think the page layouts are awful. Um, That's it. I think like you look at any one page and you're like it. It doesn't. It's just like here's five individual panels of action smushed together yeah. that don't have any kind of like flow to them. They're not cohesive. It like. I mean, it looks competent-ish. It's you know, it's it's not helped by that you don't want to read a single word. <laughs> of the yeah. characters are saying, so you're not. <laughs> yeah, it's just it bad writing, totally unessential. Uh, and, and it doesn't even have an ending, really, because the no, ending is we don't know who the Mandarin is, and like, like and ex- was like the, the guy on the very AI last panel Howard Stark, yeah. like uh, old it, Howard Stark? Because if that's not who that is, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Oh, I have no idea. I I mean, I just got that the Mandarin is not, like, these, you know, four, like, board members. The Mandarin is this AI who's, like, leading the company or something, oh, which is also, like, okay. who cares? Oh, well, I mean, they showed yeah, some yes. kind of computer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really hope we get back to this. <laughs> Figure yeah. out the mystery. <laughs> Can't wait for Ultimate uh, Comics Iron Man 2, Part 2. Yeah. Yeah. Just somehow this comic makes uh, Ultimate Iron Man seem like a masterpiece in comparison like i mean i'd read that 10 times out of 10 at least i was reading <laughs> the words in those uh, <laughs> ultimate iron man comics because the words right were i mean crazy. like I, I really do try to not like skip stuff but like i read the first two issues here and then the third and fourth i was like i'm oh, skipping yeah, no, this yeah. there's no way i'm nothing <laughs> devoting my brain to this absolutely not. okay uh and let's not devote our brain to it any longer ultimate mm-hmm. comics ultimates number 25 through 24 no, that doesn't make sense. I'm looking at the wrong 20, one. 25, 25 to 30. 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving backwards in time. Um, it's uh, Disassembled, they call it, which I, I don't know. I haven't even read Avengers Disassembled, so I don't know if that's just like... No, this has nothing name. to do with Avengers Disassembled. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. this is just that Marvel, that Marvel trope of just being like, hey, you know... Uh, you know that word? We've used that Heroes word. Heroes in Crisis. Let's, use it again. Let's just use that again. Yeah. Right. Yep. Wait. Is it Heroes in Crisis? Is that what it's called? What's What's the one? There's we just like a hundred crisis events at DC. No, no. In 1997, uh, what What's the thing where all the Avengers vanish from? Post oh, Heroes that? Heroes Reborn. Heroes Reborn. Thank we, you. I we We read like... that last week, Zach. <laughs> I know. I just couldn't remember the title of it. <laughs> That's that thing where like Heroes Reborn also is another mini series, and it's like. No one liked that. Why are you revoking it? And it's just like, well, yeah. people know it, and they say, "Oh, I know that thing. I'm excited now." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty yeah. nuts. Um, this is oh boy. Um, it's a little bit like. <laughs> I mean, it's Dark like Avengers. people read. Hic- oh, so go ahead. 
Oh no! Please, you probably have a better. <laughs> better uh, I was gonna say it's it, like so someone you... read Hickman's Avengers or like it, Hickman's Ultimates and said, "Oh, I want to, I want to write that," but not <laughs> understanding yeah. what makes Hickman's Ultimates interesting. Yeah, I guess I, I haven't read that yet, so like I don't have that context. No, I, like the it. the Hickman's Ultimates that we read like three episodes ago. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of like we're gonna reform the world, but it's just like here's a page of us saying that we did it. Yeah, uh, but, but like it's it's the know. same ideas, it's the same characters. Like it's again the maker with Hulk on his side against the the ultimate and and allied uh, characters, um, mm-hmm. in like yeah. with basically the same stakes. Except that there are no stakes. Like the the problem is that like um, I mean, before we get any farther, this is Joshua Fielkov, uh, pencils by Carmine D. Giando Menico, uh, inks by Lorenzo Ruggiero, and oh my god, every last name here is one that I have to figure out how to say, (laughs) as I'm doing, in colors by Jim Lampetus. Geral Lampetus. Okay, I think I got it. Um, Yep. (laughs) Just throw me... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like there's there's I'm definitely sounding like such an American right now being like, "Ah, oh, all these names that I don't know." It's just having to uh, figure out how to pronounce them cold without having looked it up ahead well, of time. Well, at least so. you're trying. I I always it's, prefer it's that tough. as to as people saying, "Well, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that name that name like Yeah, I, I don't want to make it like, up and try sound to like I'm making fun of these best. names or anything. Yeah. It, it's not that it's it's just my uh, inability to try to like parse out how to say them in the uh, yeah. in the moment. Um. Anyway, bad writing. Uh, like yep. an insane amount of text. Three times as much text as is needed to convey what's happening here. I think like very bad prose because nothing the is happening prose really. Is, the the actual prose is painful at times. Really bad like banter and you know like yeah. cutesy a-holeness like going between and using the... kind of like the same jokes again and again like specifically there's a like yeah. reed richard says and now let me tend to my uh, uh my ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend like it, he makes that yeah. kind of semi-joke um about ben and sue like at least four times in the, in the comic <laughs> like there's a, there's a lot of that like not even joke just like witty witty i don't even know it's not banter it's it's nothing <laughs> I mean, there is, <laughs> it is nothing. There, there's, I mean, and also like, here's, here's kind of the level this is working at, at like a big climactic moment of all this. Everything is coming together. The, the universe is at stake. Uh, the, um, the maker is trying to, he's attacking Sue, I think. And, uh, I think so. I don't even remember. He's attacking someone and they yell like, he's trying to kill us. And then Reed Richard goes, there is no try, dot, 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 quoting Star Wars. And then somebody else goes, Reed, you're such a nerd. <laughs> like, just the most awful, like, referential, and then yeah. having to point to the reference, right? Like, the, the self-consciousness about, like, I'm going to reference Star Wars, and then I have to underline that it's dorky that I'm doing it, because I'm not even confident enough in my own writing to just quote something which you shouldn't because it's dumb <laughs> so you should feel <laughs> subconscious but like it's even worse to then be embarrassed about it and then show that embarrassment oh it's miserable miserable stuff um okay so this is the dark ultimates it's kang it's hulk it's the maker it's quicksilver they're collecting infinity gems so it's got a little of the thanos infinity quest thing although we have already seen that's, thanos come and go that's as one a of the painful comparison like <laughs> Just I know. Well, me of such a good comic <laughs> in comparison to this. No, it's and it's also crazy because like the stakes of um Starlin's like uh Infinity Gauntlet stuff 
is so well established yeah. the like the powers of the glove which are you know like like part of the thing is that they're infinite right that and that's that's so boring <laughs> sounding right like <laughs> infinite power is a really hard thing to make sound threatening because it's just so beyond the like like beyond what you can imagine right you know it's so outside of 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 something that feels real and it's a real trick to make that like starlin is a wizard of being able to make thanos's power seem like real and threatening and feel like you understand what he can do and how like that it feels like an enormous threat and not like numbing like like it's easy for that that kind of huge power to feel like like, totally numbing because in i don't know if it's in uh, like thanos quest or infinity uh, one of the infinities um that like there's six pages of thanos discovering the power of each gem like those are some of of my favorite pages in like any marvel splash pages by ron lim oh yeah oh yeah so good and then even after that you see like you see him wielding it it it, like takes its time to build this power you see like he has a conversation with Galactus, and then at the, you know, he kind of threatens Galactus, and then they're standing on, like, a moon Mephisto. or something. What is it? Mephisto. Is it Mephisto? No. He's talking to, Gal- well, at least what I'm thinking of is he's okay. talking to Galactus, because uh, they're standing on a planet, and then when Thanos leaves, he just v- vanishes the planet out from under Galactus, oh, so Galactus yeah, okay, is now yeah. just standing in empty space, <laughs> and it, like, the, the panel just shows it, like, Galactus standing on a desolate moon. And then the next panel, he's standing on nothing. Yeah. Uh, my memory of how that works or how that went down. And uh, and it's just like good slow building to make us really feel the threat of this. This is like the Hulk gets two infinity gauntlets, half a issue in, and then like doesn't use them except maybe. He just creates like, four doubles of him and like that's it. That's that's the like most that they do with himself. the infinity gems. And I'm like, is he th- like when, when you first see him, you're like, oh, man. Well, I know what the Infinity Gauntlet can do. Even if it's missing a few gems, this is going to be bad. And then it's like, oh wait, is this bad? I don't really, I don't really know. They, he, they like, can't seem to hurt him, but like, is he dangerous? They kind of sure. win, uh, like until Reed Richards shows up. They're kind of like bidding the Hulk. Even but though also he has maybe he gauntlets. blew up the Triskelion and killed thousands of people. There's a like the Triskelion is ex- explodes yeah, maybe, and Captain America's like, that's thousands of more lives on your conscience, son. I'm like, oh, did he just kill? thousands of people weird okay i didn't really get that that was a that explosion was a little like tough to figure out what it even was yeah but like it's just it's just vague like the whole thing is vague and it feels you know like that nebulous like we're just gonna tell you that this is dangerous we're gonna tell you there's a lot at stake and like you never feel it i mean it feels like it's relying on yeah oh you've read stories like this you know what's at stake and like yeah i've Mm -hmm. read stories like this better i don't want to reread it like mm-hmm. I, I don't oh, think yeah. I've ever read these comics, and I, I felt like I had because I kind of have better. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, like that—that is—that is kind of a downfall of like the Ultimate comics, right? Is yeah. that? But like, even w- like when they comparing do... to other Ultimate comics. Yeah, sure. Oh, well, that's that's true too. Yeah, but like when they're evoking this stuff, like it is such a trap <laughs> to fall into, where you're just like, oh yeah, you're uh, you're doing. Well, in your case, you're thinking of Hickman's Avengers. In my case, I'm thinking of, like, Starlin's, you know, Infinity Gauntlet stuff. And you're just like, oh, yeah, you're evoking that. And, oh, boy, this does, like, this does not stack up. And yeah. so, like, it, it's dangerous to try to hew that closely to really good comics because then you're just, you're inviting that comparison. Um, I will say, okay, in the in the positive com- column for this comic, um, Carmine D. 
Giando Manico. His uh his art I think is pretty good. Um yeah. he's got kind of a weird slightly like like the way he draws characters is slightly ugly in a way that I like, like an intentionally ugly like it's got a little bit of um it's got a little Aeon flux to it. It's got a little like Jai Lee like yeah. to it. Um I think I think it looks pretty good. Like his maker is really, really good. The maker that stuff is great. Like yeah. the maker looks disgusting here. Like it's yeah, like Richards he looks if he liquid can't, like, in a way that's uh, very it, gross. Totally. It, like it's like he can't hold his body together. Yeah, anymore. yeah. Like, he, like he's in control, but it's like he forgets to like hold his form and it's just kind of slopping around. Like it's not even that he forgets that he doesn't care. Like he creates he creates another read with his by by morphing his body. Like he talks to to the other read. That's like that's a fun idea. I think like it's fun to use the like Mister Fantastic's powers for like horror, which is that's a fun mm-hmm, idea totally. that I don't think I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, I, I don't. I wonder if they keep doing this with the maker moving yeah. forward. Because yes, yeah, I agree. Like that that stuff's really nasty. Um, the other thing that I thought was like a real galaxy brain idea that I thought was fun and like literally galaxy brain is uh that one of the infinity gems is in tony stark's head <laughs> and it's yeah <laughs> like like the t- i couldn't quite tell is it the tumor that he has is just the infinity gem I like i think the tumor his- was the gem yes or something yeah, like that yeah i think that was the the implication um and then like the open brain surgery that he's performing on tony stark is like yeah. pretty gnarly that stuff is pretty gross and yeah. in a way that i was like oh, okay well this is taking a big swing like you're doing something nasty here um so I kind of appreciated that, and that idea is kind yeah. of fun. Yeah, and it feels uh, like you feel Tony being, like, in actual pain and, like, being scared, which is, like... Well, yeah, it's growth. Like, I, yeah. I, he does sell that, like, this is really nasty. The maker is being, like, very He's gruesome throwing bits uh, and cool. chunks of brain around. Yeah, like, sometimes, like, it's he gross. just wants Tony to shut up and he just, like, yoinks the part that controls his throat or something. It's Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a bit, yeah, it's very gruesome. Um, so, yeah, kind of, kind of props to that for being effective i think yeah um thor's totally ineffective he brings in like a bunch of other heroes like thor dies and then he comes back to life later on i'm not sure why <laughs> like i missed how I he came back to life see that thor died <laughs> i'll be honest <laughs> i mean they did a splash page of his entire like of his face dead <laughs> i don't know yeah. how you missed <laughs> you missed that i mean also part um, of it is like he brings in hercules and like hercules mm-hmm. and thor look the exact i mean i guess hercules has curly hair but like they both <laughs> yeah. have long blonde hair and long blonde beard like they they have the same face Mm -hmm. and yeah tony stark uh dies but then is he dies but his brain waves like reed uses his brain waves to like get information or something but like he uploads it to his his network Mm -hmm. and so the like tony's brain wave take control of uh, the whole buster and stuff like that and he like uses you know what like yeah, because there's some there's some line here about like you know like he's not Tony Stark anymore he's Iron Man something like that uh kind of yeah not Stark Iron Man yeah. kind of but a fun I think idea. by the end like by the end there's the like suit. we see Tony's body in the armor and it feels like he's stalking so I don't know if he uploaded his <laughs> his Boy, mind yeah, back into I his dead corpse kind of started missing really really like my eyes had a hard time focusing yeah. on this comic by the end um. Yeah, at the end, it's revealed that this new Kang the Conqueror is actually Sue Storm, who's seeing that, like, universes are collapsing, right? And, like, the end of this universe is imminent, and the only way to save it is to use the maker, Reed Richards, to, like, collect these Infinity Gems and save it or something. And then so, like, the heroes stopping the villains here at the end is actually, like, dooming our universe, which, you know, uh, 
we are about to see the end of the ultimate universe so maybe <laughs> maybe she's right uh maybe we just watched you know the uh the end of the ultimate universe happen um because this is leading into cataclysm the uh the like last thing which is hinting at a galactus thing like but like a full galactus like the, the, yeah the like actual galactus man. not galactus uh, which is really funny if it turns out they're just like oh yeah there also is galactus he is different oh, yeah. from galactus <laughs> i mean i know i know why like why that is and but like i won't say why because I, I thought okay, you knew uh, but i won't i won't say okay all right yeah we're we're gonna have to watch walk such a weird tightrope i think um yeah the next couple episodes because like the next few episodes i'm assuming are when stuff well here's the thing you have that knowledge because you've read this the big events in 616 that yeah. like start to bleed into marvel ultimates i haven't so i won't really even be able to speak about like what's happening I, outside I don't of even the know comics that, that cataclysm reading, so. necessarily has to do with that because like that's weird because cataclysm feels like it should be that but from what i i haven't read it but from what i know of it i don't think it is that okay so okay. yeah it's yeah. it's it's weird we'll see yes just so anyone anyone who's worried uh may, maybe i'll uh i'll uh, if you know good uh if not I yeah can i'll try, I try to, um, to to see and like see how we can keep the 616 talk to uh, to a minimum yeah well i mean I, like i said like i haven't read that 616 stuff i haven't read that side of it so like it'll be easy for me to not mention it or spoil it because i won't have yeah. that context at all to bring it up but for like listeners who will want to read that stuff um maybe by the end of this in that last um episode we do we can we can bring in you know like mention what you would go to do direct people towards like a comic book herald reading order or something if people yeah. do want to read the thing because I, I don't think we're going to do it as part of this because if for no other reason that i don't want to just jump into that era of 616 when my marvelous year hasn't gotten there so yeah. um but yeah we'll we'll help people um you know push them in that direction if they want it by the end here so we'll make those resources available uh i think that's all i have about ultimate comics ultimates god <laughs> it's really hard to say <laughs> um yeah it's a it's kind of a good looking comic that's really wordy and feels really like stakesless to me like i had a really hard time finding any kind of like bearing in that like anyone was in danger anything yeah, I mean, like it feels that like we're treading some old ground and like there's nothing there's not that yeah, it just doesn't sell youth. the threat like yeah. yeah 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 um okay ultimate comic spider-man 23 through 28 this is post miles morales's mother being killed by a, a stray bullet from a cop we find out because we were i can't remember were we sure like how I she think died we were we were like, she's bleeding from the arm a little bit and i guess she's dead yeah yeah um yeah i guess like a cop stray bullet um this is a year later it's the spider-man no more arc uh which Sure. Uh, I, I'm glad he doesn't just like you know he he he's he's evoking it basically in name only. Um, he doesn't really like just try to like retread the same ground. Like he has the, yeah. that cover shows Which, the same cover, and then I you know, kind of like the similar. time jump because like it's I was expecting just to be oh he's gonna be not Spider Man for like one or two issues and then he's gonna take the suit again mm -hmm. because that's that's sure. what happens yeah. with Spider Man no more type stories and like. The fact that he no, it's been a year since he's been Spider-Man. That's like, that's an interesting idea. I think like that's a, and a good way to make to make uh, his mom's death feels like it had like an impact, even if like, uh, yeah, I'm not. I still don't love that uh, like the, the his mom's death and like do, do yeah what it does yeah. to the comic. I, yeah, I just think it's like yeah, it just feels uh, kind of inessential. It just feels like yeah, like there was enough there. <laughs> I guess. Um, 
like he he could have done this kind of a story just with his uncle, right? Yeah. Like we already had that with his uncle, and I felt like we could have already like we could have moved in this direction without that. So yeah, 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 I agree. It just feels a little. Uh, yeah, a little unnecessary, and also, like, I, I mean, I guess we're seeing, like, the repercussions, but also jumping a year does somewhat give him the excuse to not really, like, dwell on it, right? Like, we don't really need to see him go through the immediate aftermath and the grief and, like, what this did to him and his dad, you know, in <laughs> in the days and weeks and months following. Like, we jump to a year later when the wound has, like, healed somewhat. Yeah. Um. So, like, that, that even, like, further lessens the impact of her death, right? Um, yeah i guess yeah yeah and then i guess the uh, the other part is then that this turns into like like the beginning of a team <laughs> comic like getting spider-man on a new team of cool teens uh yeah which so are like, like we we had that 50 issues ago with and like that was really fun and we wished that had kept up longer and like we're trying to do this again but with like cloak and dagger which we know for like if we don't know and uh and who's the name of that other kid bomb uh, bombshell. bombshell who i kind of like i like i, I kind of like her like at least and she's yeah. been around like for 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 a while i think like even from peter's time yeah does she uh, um yo yeah right for sure because remember like her and her mom uh yeah yeah were like d- a pair of super villains and then it ended up like her mom you know goes to jail and then she gets put in high school and peter was like yeah yeah a super villain in my high school she yeah she was cute um, and then, and then she gets moved Jessica, over to 616 Duke, eventually, right? Always fun. We, she's she's another one that like started in Ultimates and then now is like part of the uh, the main line. Oh, I don't, I didn't even know she was in the right. main line. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at. Uh, I'm just on her wiki page and it says that she's like part of the Outlawed arc, which I think is Ooh, a recent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like e viewing thing. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing more of her. She's kind of cute. Um. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, Cloak and Dagger, who I have no interest in, um, and like, I, I as like legacy names, I don't care about. As legacies, I think there's some of the most boring like Marvel creations and some of the most toxic Marvel creations. And I don't even like. I'm not sure why people. I, I guess maybe there's an affection here, but like to me, I'm like, don't even try to salvage these characters. I think these characters are like the that early stuff we read from my Marvel here with Cloak and Dagger is like some of the like most toxic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. we've read like to me like i hate those comics uh i think the whole idea is like a little poison even if they mostly avoid the the worst elements here you know like here they're just a couple yeah. and uh they don't they don't get into the, like the you know white savior the pure uh white girl and the yeah. like tainted black boy stuff they don't like they, they kind of sidestep some of that yeah um, the, yeah like but my... they also give them no personality so no basically i think like the the only uh, Cloak and Dagger comics are like Cloak and Dagger stories I like are like them popping up in other comics. They they have a fun appearance in Runaways uh, at some point, um, and like their their TV show inverts inverts their personalities and like the the roles they play, uh, which like mm. makes it work kind of better. Um, but yeah, like I'm I'm rarely, if ever, interested in Cloak and Dagger stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Well, I mean, and, and it's not like this one gives you a reason to care, right? So, like, and it's basically we meet them... they're basically the exact same as in as in six one six. Like, there's yeah, nothing. Sure. There's well, no I mean, like, spin or anything. Well, it's very, it's also very weird because it's like if you want us to become endeared to these characters and like invested in their story, like the first moment that we see um, 
dagger before she's dagger she's like at the fast food restaurant in the mall and she's like what does it take to get a bottle of water and some french fries oh my god and she's just yelling at like some minimum wage oh yeah yeah yeah. here (laughs) and then cloak comes out and he's just like hi i'm the manager here can i help you and then it's like love at first sight between the two of them Oh, yeah, that starts they, with her knew, like I yelling they at her. They knew a, each other from high school because like they were both in they're, Peter Parker's they're both class. Student I think council. No, because he goes to a different school. It's like they're both. No, because I, I remember that in early in early Ultimates uh, Spider Man, like Tandy Bowen was like the class representative or something. Like there were there were oh, posters yes. with yeah, yes, with her yes, name yes. in the school. Yeah, I guess. Oh, weird. I'm looking at. I'm, I only know that because I'm looking at like the Marvel fandom. But yeah. you, uh, good memory. But he's new here and like. Besides that, they don't have personalities. Their personality is that they're like teenagers in love. Yeah. Uh, it's illustrated in a weird way. They're on their way to prom night. And she's like, I just never thought I would ever f- be in love like this. And he's just like, I know. And it's like, what do you mean? You're like a very pretty, thin, blonde, white woman. You're just like, I never <laughs> thought I'd find love. I don't know what this means. <laughs> like, it's just very hollow and very like, th- there's no real characterization to them. So like when they get in trouble, I'm also not invested in them moving forward and yeah, I, I I get very little out of these characters. Um, yeah, I like Jessica Drew though. Like Jessica Drew being I always Miles Morales' like mentor here is fun to me. Yeah, um, yeah, her is her is clone Peter and being like I'm not Peter Parker. Or, like I like her. Like I'm not Spider Man. You are. Um, you know, yeah. like a little and pep I, talk. I, like, yeah, I kind of wish that we had had like a full arc of just uh, Miles Jessica's team up without having to to bringing the the other kids yet. Like. Just, I mean, yeah. I was going to say, take your time, but also, like, the, the run is getting to an end, and... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we write I don't know how much the, yeah. the writers um, knew that yes. uh, it was an end. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um, oh, good covers. Uh, actually, kind of across the board here. Yeah. Like, X-Men, Ultimates. Yeah, there were some very good uh, X-Men covers. Yeah, there's some really good X-Men covers. I like the stylized X-Men covers. But then, like, the David Marquez... This is, oh, this is Brian Michael Bendis, David Marquez. Um on these and david marquez is doing good work as usual um it's not quite yep. pacelli but he's uh he's very good but i really like his cover of um 25 where uh it's like the first one where miles is coming back as spider-man Ooh, and he, yeah. miles is like tearing off his face to reveal the spider-man mask underneath it's a very yeah. it's a very good image yeah um yeah it's just uh, i don't know everything just feels a little slight everything feels a little like rushed through emotionally i don't like i'm never quite like, I'm not exactly sure. Like, they don't sell Peter Parker's return. Peter Parker. They don't sell Miles, Miles Morales' yeah. return here as Spider-Man. Like, except that people just keep telling him, like, you have a responsibility. And eventually he's just like, oh, fine, I do. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're you're the 15th person to tell me that 15 was the number of times I had to be told that. And now I'm back. <laughs> like, I had, yeah, I had a number that, of yeah. reminders I needed. And we hit that number. Um, there's a bunch of stuff about Genki and him, like, or that Genki having a crush on him, or that they might be in a relationship here. Yeah, that, I mean, that's is that's it just the extent of uh, gay rela- of uh, gay representation in uh, in Brian Michael Bendis comics, which is joking about the fact that Genki might be gay, but he probably won't be. <laughs> okay, yeah, I wasn't sure if that actually ever. I don't. Maybe in- I don't think so. Um, but like. I don't think Bendis does stuff with that actor. I think I think it's literally just a joke okay. well, that Genki is annoyed at, no at uh, Miles and everyone around thinks that's because uh, he he has a crush on him. Um, but like and like it's mm-hmm. just a misunderstanding because no, he's actually mad because of a Spider-Man thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, boring. I like the, the 
yeah sure i mean the joke about uh like his dad being like your mom always thought the two of you were a couple yeah fine i mean that's at least like it's better than the gay jokes that were like at the beginning ultimate uh, spider-man like (laughs) you see that 10 10 years gone by uh, but it's it's still not. Yeah, yeah. Great. They're not like making fun of the idea no, yeah. that he's gay. It's mostly like it's somewhat him just being like embarrassed that his parents thought that he was, you know, like secretly dating Genki. Um, yeah. So it, it's fine, whatever. Um, I just wasn't sure if anything, anything more com- comes from this. Um, yeah, Taskmaster comes in. It's like a much more boring oh, yeah. version of Taskmaster. I'm not even sure what his like whole deal is. Like, does he's like energy absorption instead of like mimicking um yeah, mimicking people's like, powers he just absorbs energy which is i think he uh, just like copies up their powers because like he when uh when bombshell uh attacks him he can explode when uh, cloak and dagger uh, attacks him he can like have light and dark powers i think he he just copies copies mm-hmm. people that attack him something like that yeah 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 um yeah i don't know i i was pretty let down by this i think this is like the weakest miles morales arc we've read so far um if you this this feels like i mean it's fine but like we've seen this from brian michael bendis's like other spider-man arc where sometimes you're just like okay and now we're just kind of into like a lull right like things have slowed down yeah this feels a little less essential a little bit less propulsive and uh yeah it happens i mean (laughs) he's you know this is what his 180th issue of writing spider-man for the ultimate line something like that like it's wild that he's going this long yeah like it's bound to be ups and downs it is playing with stuff that we've seen several times before yeah Yeah. it's 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 tough not to when you're (laughs) writing this mini comics but yeah it's a it's a little less essential and it kind of ends with just a teaser for cataclysm um which yeah you're right like it doesn't feel like this is this is not the wrap-up to a (laughs) spot this is not the wrap-up my voice cracked there um (laughs) to a uh, i mean he he still has at least some tying issues to Cataclysm and like 12 issues afterwards. So, so it's not the mm-hmm. end of yeah. his uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, it's like... Yeah, and then I think not... he stays on Miles Morales even past the Ultimate Universe. He um, stays... Yeah, I right. think he stays for like maybe one or two years. For a I long time. Yeah. I think the only other art... Like the only other writer who's done Miles so for like... Ahmed, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like... it's probably, And that only started like two, three years ago. So... Yeah. You know, I, I think we have another five, six years of Brian Michael Bendis being the Miles Morales writer. Um, yeah, it's it's very interesting, like, having characters that are so big now and then be like, yeah, only two people have ever written them. Um, like, really, I mean, I like, mean, like Donnie Mike's Gates writes some Miles Morales ten years in, like, old a Venom as a creation, and, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, something like that. Uh, yeah, 2011 something like that yeah i mean it's, it's uh, the same thing yeah, for Ms. Marvel. august 2011 like yeah. ms marvel has yeah. been written by yeah i guess so basically two writers and like she's <laughs> was created in 2014 i think also saladin ahmed right yes and ahmed and um and uh, yeah. g willow wilson g willow wilson yep yeah 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 kind of uh kind of interesting so yeah um miles morales it's uh you know what like yeah i i, I definitely stand by it i like the x-men comics more than the the spider-man one here just mostly because this just felt kind of a yeah, yeah. I think it's I don't know. Of the day, I, guess. I think I was more annoyed at, at X Men, whereas like Spider Man, just like even when it's <laughs> yeah, not great, it's still fun that. to read. I think. I think just overall, like, or at least my my general feeling on these issues, like X Men, Ultimate Spider Man, and even Iron Man, is like, I feel like we've seen this before several times, even in just the Ultimate Comics uh, universe. 
Like it feels like yeah, it really feels like the ultimate uh, universe is starting to to go nowhere. Like I kind of get why the the end is uh, is getting close. Mhm. Yeah. Well, like kind of like we talked last time like they're at the stage where like they either have to build something like like all of the like a initial table setting has been done and done and done, right? Like we did a new version of the X-Men, we hit all the classic stories, we did a new version of Spider-Man, we kind of hit all the like classic stories and it's like what is the reason for the ultimate universe to exist anymore? Unless they're going to build something really big and really new out of it. And, like, Ultimate Iron Man is not building something new. Yeah. Right? Like, Ultimate yeah. Ultimates, I mean, it's doing stuff that they couldn't do in the other world just because of, like, logistical reasons. But it's not fresh. It's not new. It doesn't feel like it's yeah. taking any, like, big swings with anything. Yeah. I mean, there's also, like, like you said, they're sticking to the same characters they've been playing with since the beginning. Like, I think, yeah, maybe what was needed was, like... Ultimate Guardians of the Galaxy, Ultimate Black Panther, Ultimate Eternals, stuff like that. Like new characters to 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 be part of the main team, I guess. Which, like we've been like the X Men, Spider Man, Ultimate like trio has been here since the beginning, and it's it's still kind of the same characters and kind of the same stories. Like yeah, it needs something new. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, I don't know if we're gonna get it. <laughs> I think we might yeah. just end. <laughs> I think it might yeah. just, the whole thing might just come to close. <laughs> I don't know who writes all new Ultimates, uh, which is the final like twelve issues. That's like basically the only place that I see that maybe something really new could come come about. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of looking at a description of it, and it's yeah, Michael Fife. Uh, okay, there's something new here. Uh, I don't know if I like it, but it's something <laughs> we haven't exactly seen here yet. So okay, <laughs> we'll see. Okay, well, uh, thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go and support us on patreon.com slash here and leave a review on Apple Podcast. Um, stay tuned for next month where we'll, uh, I think, if you're fine with it, we'll talk about whatever we're going to do next after this show, yeah. which I think we'll just continue. We're going to continue it on our monthly cadence, um, I think, because the, the final episode of this, episode 34 of My Ultimate Year, is going to come out September 1st, early in early release, and... Uh, March first, twenty twenty three, on the public feed. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we haven't talked about it exactly yet, but I'm pretty sure the new show is just gonna slot right in, do the same thing, first of the month, six months early yeah. access on the My Marvelous Year Slack. So, uh, however you're listening to this, whether it be on the early access or on the public feed, um, you know that this will this will continue. I think this the same way, but uh, all those details will. We'll talk about next time. Um, I'm very excited about what we have. We have yeah. Planned. No, uh, I will say no more Iron Man miniseries that uh, feel like choking down our homework. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, say that it is. It's built into the new concept that I will. I am refusing to do this to myself again. And uh, uh, that's force why just making some. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe you'll do it. Or I. I mean, there's. Okay. No, we'll wait to talk about yeah. it. There's, there's, <laughs> there's a way that maybe the listeners could force me to do it sometimes, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Thank you, Charlotte. And uh, as always, smooch those moms. Uh, yeah, we're going with that. Yeah. Give, give those moms <laughs> a smooch. That's the the sign off that we came up with. Yep. Smooch so. those moms. Smooch those moms. Bye. Incredible. I got issues. I got issues.